is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Deputy Editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again with joining him again, of course, this is our show now. How about as usual? As usual, that's what I'm saying. That's the words I'm looking for. Joining me as usual, my big brother, Rich. How's it going, Rich? Going great, going great. Um, yeah, uh, had to... Get my little, I, 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 as much as I tried to get a little football fix this weekend and watch the Pro Bowl since, you know, some of my favorite Steelers were in there, I couldn't watch more than about five minutes of that game. <laughs> um, that game has, is turned into a pitiful shell of what it used to be back when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, we, 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 we don't tackle anybody anymore. We just, oh, we just put our arms around them and the rest blow the whistle. Yep, that's kind of what they do. They don't want to get anyone hurt. But I, I enjoyed watching highlights of Sean Taylor blowing up. Was it? Was it? Uh, oh, what's his name? Greg Mormon? Norman? I don't know. The punter, the one Pro Bowl punter that one year. I saw that all over Twitter. That was crazy. Um, of showing this is why they don't hit the Pro Bowl anymore. Because I mean, he tried to run a fake punt and he laid him out. So, but uh, yes, I that, remember I. Believe it or not, I watched that Pro Bowl. Yeah, back back when you kind of wanted to watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but uh, the the kind kind of the whole mood of the day kind kind of changed with with the whole Kobe Bryant news. Um, yeah, kind of you know just kind of affected sports in general, which it which it should because it it was a uh, it, it was just it it was crazy. I I was going to to lay my youngest son down for a nap, and I'm like you know. When the Pro Bowl comes on, I can watch a little bit of it on my phone while I'm sitting here with him. And before that, I was checking Twitter, and it was a couple tweets that were only a couple minutes old that said that. I'm like, nah, this can't be true. So I went and I Googled it, and nothing was showing up on Google except the one, you know, if you went scrolled way far down, it was the TMZ report. I'm like, nah, this can't yeah, be true. Yeah, we, we caught the TMZ report pretty yeah. early, and um, I was like, at first, it was like, but it's TMZ. Can you believe? Yeah, my wife was yeah. like, it's TMZ. Can we believe it? I said, believe it or not, of late, they've TMZ hasn't missed. Yeah, I and mean, it, it is kind of terrible that you know that's how his family found out oh, and everything that, that, else. That was awful. But uh, I wasn't going to say a word to anybody until I saw if it was true. Then I got right. a. Th- players and uh players from the Steelers are chiming in like please tell me this is fake please tell me this is fake and then when someone else was covering the story I'm like 
man. And then I just, I happened to text Jeff and said something he hadn't heard until I told him, he's like, what? I'm like, check Twitter. And, uh, it just, it's one of those things that, uh, that, that I think a lot of people are going to remember where they were when, when this news came. So, you know, um, those things, those things tend to, to hit you. Um, now some people, you know, they might laugh. Um, but you know, I, I actually very vividly recall when we lost Payne Stewart after he'd mm. been on that Ryder cup team and everything and had the issue, you know, with his plane and, you know, mm-hmm. When, when you spend a lot of time watching these people on television, you know, in their sport, you feel connected to them. I'm so never going to forget understand where people were at. So I'm, everybody, I mean, everybody out there listening that knows, you know, sometimes when mm-hmm. Kyle's around here, Kyle and I stopped at a friend's house. Okay. It, it had snowed here. Kyle grabbed up a snowball, was going to shoot it at their basketball hoop. And he stopped and he looked at me, he said, dad, I can't do it. He said, I almost turned and yelled, Kobe and went to throw the snowball. He said, I can't, I can't do it. And he put yeah. the snowball down. You know? Yeah. I mean, I remember where I was when, when Dale Earnhardt senior passed away. Yep. I actually watched the race. I was, I was, watching, I was watching it live. Yeah. So and I. after the race, I'm like, Oh wow, that's not good. That's not good. But I, I turned it off for a little bit and then turned it back on whenever and, and, and saw the news that that's what happened. So it's just, it's when things like this happen in the sports world, it impacts a lot of people in different ways. What's interesting with me is I always completely respected Kobe, understood how good he was, but I was always cheering against him when he was playing. Um, just that's, that was me mainly because at the Sorry, time, come on, you got to remember I was a huge Shaq fan. So while Shaq oh, I, know. LA, I cheered for the Lakers. Shaq left. I was done. See? I'm, I was, I cheered for Shaq when he was in Orlando. I cheered against Shaq when he went to LA, then at various different spots is when I would cheer for him or not. The biggest thing I had with Kobe was what team drafted him. He was not drafted by the Lakers. He was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and traded for Vlade Divac. That's right. For Vlade. And I... It, that was my that that was when Kobe and I are the same age. So he was finishing high school and I was finishing high school. All through high school, I was a big Charlotte Hornets fan because my favorite player played for them when I was playing that Larry Johnson. So that's that was just who I was. But uh this is let's get back to our Steeler talk. But this is yep. this is something we don't want to ignore because it impacts a lot of people, it impacts the sports world, and it impacted a lot of Steelers players and a lot of other things. A lot of them um you know, reaching out uh, with their condolences and everything. And it kind of puts it in perspective that these are our, these are our guys. These are our Steelers, but they're people. They're not just players. They're not just numbers that we move for a salary cap because that's some of the stuff I've been looking at lately. Um, Looking how different players, when people ask me, well, can we cut so-and-so? I look at it from a number standpoint, but these are people with real, with real problems and real relationships and that's what we always need to remember is that, is that we should appreciate our Steelers players that we have because they're, they're people. We could bring up Mr. Richard Gummies and the problems that he's going with. And he's now, there was an article out today about him saying how he needs to get himself back in line and really to take his chance of getting back to the NFL seriously. Which is true. This is this is sometimes there's things that are bigger than but, sports, but correct. deal with our deal with our favorite people. But if you want to talk about Steelers and, and impacts like that, just go back. See, you were really young, probably don't remember as much as I remember. Mm-hmm. Gabe Rivera. Were you at one of the games he played? Um, I know Dad was. Was that one of the ones you were with him? Uh, that would have been that year um, that he was there. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, because were you there? What? Who did they play with in the game that you went with Dad to as a kid? Patriots. Then that was the game you were at. I'm pretty sure I looked that up, but we'll, we'll have to check into that. I'm pretty yeah, sure look into you might have been there for for one of his very few games with the Steelers. Yeah, what was it like six games and then? Yeah, six games. Yeah. So. I didn't know what at the time, of course, but Dad and I went to a game in Washington, and I saw Sean Taylor's last interception. 
Yeah. So these are all things that happen, you know, real life things that happen with people that, that we can't go. But hey, we're here. We got on a little bit late tonight. I wanted to make sure you could join me. You had a meeting. I'm like, let's yeah. just go a little bit Thank longer. You. Okay. So Pro Bowl. We started to talk about the Pro Bowl. I'm going to give maybe 90 seconds to the Pro Bowl. I watched a little bit of it on my phone. Um, then I watched a little bit of it later when just because I was trying to figure out other stuff was going on. I saw the TJ Watt return for a touchdown. I did not see the Joe Hayden interception. Frankly, I was kind of concerned. The first touchdown that the NFC had, there were two defenders that were both right there as he came down. I think he might've been running a skinny post. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think it was Michael Thomas that caught it, but I'm not hundred percent sure. And who are the two defenders right there? Joe Hayden and Micah Fitzpatrick. I'm like, Ooh, I sent Jeff a text. I'm like, NFC just scored a touchdown. The two guys in the picture no. were Steelers. So, right. But what would they have done? Yeah. Honestly, they don't lit him up and does he even hold that. That's ball. exactly what happened. Cause Micah came up like he was going to pop the ball. Yeah. And, and then he, he let up, like which that. is what you do in the pro bowl. So it was really nice to see uh, some Steelers players. It was nice to see T. I mean, he didn't, he didn't cause a play. Cam Hayward threw a block on that return. Um, and but Cam Hayward had a had a had a pass knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Joe Hayden had an interception, which I like I said, I still haven't even seen the highlight of that. I just know that he had it. So I watched some, and it was I mean, if if you went in with low expectations, that's what it was. It was interesting. I liked to see that they did try the one rule change where they went to do the quote unquote onside kick. Yeah. They went for the fourth and 15 um, chucked it deep though. That's what was surprising, but they never clarified what the rule was. They blew that play dead and they gave him the ball at the 35. I'm like, I guess you can't just return it. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's something the NFL will adopt or not. That's something for another time. So let's dive into some rushing stats, right? Um, not just rushing. This is rush defense. We're going to look defense. at we, – last week I was going to skip and go back to an offensive stat, but I'm like, we did the rushing def- – the, the rushing – the passing defense last week. Let's go right into – Right into the rushing defense. The rushing defense because they really are tied to each other. And at first glimpse, it looks like that the, that the rushing defense was not what it – was a weakness. The, they gave up uh, 1,753 yards on the season, which was a lot more than they rushed for, you know, about 300, yeah, almost exactly 300 yards more than what they rushed for on the season. That had them ranked 14th in the NFL. Okay. So, so you know, with one being the fewest, they were basically middle of the road when it came okay. to rushing yards. But what changed with this is they gave up, they had the sixth most rushing attempts going against them. So, in other words, the good passing statistics we saw last week led teams to try to run the ball more. And here, I think, is the true stat, which is going to tell you, well, there's one other one, too. One true stat that really goes to show how the rush defense was this year, and that is yards per attempt. 3.79 yards per rushing attempt, third fewest in the NFL behind San Francisco and New England. Okay. To me, that is the key statistic. If teams are trying, if teams are trying to run it against you a lot, and you're holding them to that low under four yards, that's that's a good stat. Uh, Quick question, Um, number. Where I, I know you probably don't have this, but then I start to wonder where did San Francisco and New England fall in terms of uh, uh where where were the, was their rank in terms of attempts against them? Oh, I didn't compare their attempts. I was just looking at their yards. Their that it was. I would imagine was, at least against San Francisco that less. they did not have near the number of attempts against them. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure, and I don't have that up here. Um, that's right. me, but that's one of those things I, I, I looked at, but here's some more, here's a couple things to think about with this Steelers defense, when it came to against the run, there was one thing I really wanted to look at. And I didn't have time to look this up is how much when Vince Williams was out, how much it made a difference when Vince Williams came back, because it did. 
it made a huge difference. At least I mean, this at least when I was watching games. Yeah. I felt that we weren't as strong against the run and I couldn't wait for Vince Williams to get back. And when he came back, I just felt like we were stuffing it. And, and to me, um, Brian Anthony Davis got to give a shout out to bad. Um, him and Tony had a nice show last night. If you ever, if you got to catch that on the Steelers hangover, uh, both of those guys did a real good job. But one thing that, that bad said about Vince Williams is you didn't really appreciate him as much until you didn't have him for a few weeks. And he was his unsung hero for the defense this year. So, yeah, but I also felt that this year with Vince Williams, we were using him exactly how we should have been using him. We weren't asking him to try to do too much. And that's exactly what I said. Williams like, yes, he was having to try to be Ryan Shazier for the last two seasons, last season and a half. Right. And that's not who he is. No, he's Vince Williams. He's he, his style is more LeVon Kirkland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. LeVon Kirkman was that great run stuffing inside linebacker. That's Vince Williams is, is more of that Vince Williams, I think does have a little more flexibility can play a little more in the passing game, but that's not his strength. Yeah. Uh, like, um, I, I'm not focusing on the live chat right now, but I did notice that there was one comment here by Ali Arobi. Um, said, yeah, Vince last year was blitzing and covering because he was the best coverage guy, and that's not his strength. I'll be honest with you. Vince Williams would be an even bigger superstar if he had played in the NFL 20 years ago. He's about 15 to 20 years you know, behind the times in, this, in his style of play. No, that, That's not a knock on Vince. That's just, no. that's just who he is and what he does. And just think if he was playing in that, Everybody was running first back then. He would have been the guy. He yep. really would have been the guy. And I, I think he did a great job. He was one of the uh, one of the four players um, on my article that I had out today. Where I, I'm going to have to send something to Flip and tell him I'm sorry if I stepped on his toes. But when I'm trying to come up with articles all the time, people keep emailing me and sending me stuff about oh the Steelers need to cut this person. They need to sign this person. Blah blah blah. Of course, you and I say, you know, when it comes to signing somebody, the answer is with what money. Um, But when it comes to cutting them, I did an article that ran, I think, Friday. That was the five players on the Steelers that if you cut them, you would actually have a bigger cap hit than what if you kept them. Um, And then today was an article of four players who... Yes, you would save money, but you would have more than a million dollars more in dead money than what you would save from them. Um, Vince Williams is one of those players. If you were to cut Vince Williams, it wouldn't even, you know, you would have over $6 million in dead money and less than a million dollars in cap savings. He's not that big of a cap number. He does a great job. He's sticking around. He's doing what he needs to do. He works hard, and he's so much better when he has a linebacker next to him that can help defend the pass and he can focus on the run. So let's get back to, to a couple more of these stats. Cause I, I've got another one. The, the Steelers were tied for the league lead in one particular rushing statistic. I mean, rushing defense statistic. Hold on. Can I, I, I got a guess. Okay. Right off. Just when you said it, just first thing popped in my head, mm-hmm. uh, TFLs. Oh, I didn't even look that up. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, because Here's the problem. So many times with that, that also that's also included when you're throwing a, pa- a pass behind the line of scrimmage and they don't get to the get to the line. It's True. really hard to differentiate those. I could, but I should do that. No, this is way simpler. Okay, it's rushing touchdowns given up. Oh, really? They only gave up seven rushing touchdowns this season. How many did we score? Russian touchdowns offensively? Seven. Seven. <laughs> yeah. So we were really going to stop yeah. them, but we really sucked again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty sure that it was seven rushing, but I, I'd have to look uh, back. But yeah, seven. They were tied with New England for the fewest of seven rush, rushing touchdowns. The, here's how the touchdowns broke down for the Steelers this year. Uh, 32 touchdowns were scored against the Steelers. That means two a game on average. It was seven rushing so less than so less than half a touchdown a game was a rushing touchdown, twenty three passing, and two 
was given up on by the offense or special teams, if you can remember those. You and I sat I there for one, one of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one should be fresh in our memory because it was the last week of the season on that yeah. uh, botched punt. Yeah. So those were the two not uh, touchdowns that were not given up by the defense. So all in all, the defense did pretty well against the run. A touchdowns this year. We just couldn't score enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the Steelers, another one they were, where they were tied for second was the number of 100-yard rushers given up, not as a team, but as a, an individual player. They they only had one 100-yard rusher against them, just one. Hold on. Now you're going to make me guess who it was, aren't you? Yep. And while you're thinking, I'm going to make the statement of there was only one team that had none. And I was surprised what team that was. was that, that? Was, it was, that was the New Orleans Saints. Really? New Orleans Saints only had one. The number one rush defense in the league this year was actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when it came when it yeah. came to when it came to yardage. Yeah. Um, they only gave up one. Steelers only gave up one. The Jets only gave up one, and the Colts only gave up one. Hundred yard rusher all season, which was funny because I'm pretty sure that like it's funny. <laughs> I was looking at who some of these were. Tampa, I can't remember who it was. I know the the Jets, it was Ezekiel Elliott. I know the Colts, it was it was Derrick Henry. Um, and the Steelers, oi, it was, uh, now I can't even remember his name because he was the reserve running back for that purple team. Yeah. In week week 17, Gus 17. something. Gus Edwards. <laughs> yes. That the Steelers went that, the first. That was going to actually be my guess was going to yeah. be Gus Edwards because I was like, wait a minute, we gave up a boatload of yards to that guy. Yeah, they, they that was the only hundred yard rusher the Steelers surrendered on the season. That was part of why that game was so disappointing that we talked about because everyone knew that the Ravens were going to try to run it, and they did, and they were successful at it. So it's. It is what it is. But here's the thing with the Steelers. Another reason they gave up a lot of yards was look at the look at the teams they went up against. Who was the number one rushing team in the NFL? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Ravens. The Ravens. And the Steelers had to play them twice. Twice. Who was the number two rushing team in the NFL? Was they it Cleveland? Have, no, they still have a game yet to play. Oh, so that would have to be the uh the uh what's their names? I don't know yeah. who's still playing. <laughs> I, <went. laughs> I, I, know totally, I just totally blank. <laughs> Totally, totally blank. Oh, San Francisco, thank you. San Francisco. But I can see I can see the jerseys. I just couldn't say the name. What's crazy is and and two of the rushing touchdowns that the Steelers gave up on the season were uh, were to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And it was uh what's his name? Wilson ran two of them. You're like, who? I mean, they have Campbell Mostert, however you say it, uh Brita. I'm butchering these names as their three main running backs now. I mean, and Coleman, it, you said Campbell. Coleman. Oh, it's Dusty Campbell? You yeah, said it's Coleman. Campbell. Yeah. Coleman. Anyway, um, I don't know what I said. Yeah, talk um, about butcher names. Yeah, talk about butcher names. I didn't even say right wrong. But I mean, after all those guys, it was it was somebody else who had the two touchdowns against them. But they played Baltimore twice, who was the number one rushing team. They played San Francisco, who was the number two rushing team. They played Seattle, who was the number four rushing team. Mm-hmm. Okay, they actually played six of the top ten rushing teams, and yet they gave up less than four yards a carry. So they weren't. I mean, now granted, they also went up against Cincinnati twice, who was at the very at the. I'm, I think they finished at the bottom, but they were at the bottom for a very long time. So, but they had some. They had some games. They they're actually the team that broke the. Ravens regular season uh consecutive games of 150 yard rushing streak when they played them in week five. 
Right. Um, so they didn't, they did well against the run. They did well against the run. So, um, anything else you want to, you want to say about the run defense? No, just, um, again, the run defense did well because teams, what they were trying to do because our pass defense was really good. We saw all those attempts because teams were trying to get to those third and five or less. Yep. Because they did not want to have to, you know, have third and long and have to drop back and wait for, you know, Mr. Dupree and Mr. Watt to, uh, you know, and Mr. Oh, Hayward, Mr. To, Hayward to have a, have a conference, a meeting at the quarterback. I mean, yes. Yes. Conference um, at the quarterback. George asked a question. He said, was Arizona in there too? Arizona was number 10 in the league rushing. So they yeah. were one of those teams that were in the top 10 and the Steelers went against them. All in all, I mean, the defense was between the takeaways, the sacks, you know, passing passing touchdowns was over 20, but that's today's NFL. Here's the other thing about those seven, those seven rushing touchdowns. Two of those seven were quarterbacks. One yard runs by the quarterbacks. Um I'm trying to remember you, who this you was. and I, you and I saw one, but it wasn't, we weren't sitting together. Um, because uh Josh Allen had one for Buffalo. Oh, that's right. And, that's right. And um the the Thursday night game against the Browns, when at first it was a touchdown for Odell, and then it got overturned to the one, that's and, right. then, and, and then, then Mayfield snuck it in. Yep. So that's just that's just kind of crazy that uh that they kept the te- they kept teams out of the end zone. Well, and, but here's the, here's the thing: a lot of times, I think there was one four yard touchdown run. Um, I think in week seventeen. Uh, and against Seattle, uh, I know that, um, oh, who was, I was going to say the, the Seattle running back that got injured late in the season, but that was all of them. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was, um, no, it wasn't Carson. It was, it was, it was Penny. Penny. I'm pretty sure that that was the longest touchdown run against the Steelers all season. And that was, I think 24 yards in week two. Yes, because I was there. It came you right at that me. one. It came right at me. <laughs> and but other than that, everything was I think five yards and under. Maybe there there might have been one other one that was under ten, but more than five. Yeah, we so, did not, not only did we do well against the run, we we really we didn't give up a lot of big runs. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Exactly. So it it was uh it was one of those things that if you were to look strictly at the rankings because the rankings are based off of yards it would have been like ah oh, the Steelers ranked 14th in run defense not not so fast they had to take on so many more attempts because teams weren't want, wanting to necessarily pass the ball against them they were wanting to get in the third manageable so they weren't by know, the way there's another reason for all those rushing attempts uh-huh okay um was really trying to also uh, you got to think Teams were trying to control the ball and just put points on the board because they felt any points that you know that they could outscore the Steelers' offense. Yeah, that that they teams didn't feel like they had to put up a ton of points to beat the Steelers. They just had to. I mean, basically, if if you got to the twenties, you were a lot of times. I mean, twenty eight. I mean, the Steelers never never hit twenty eight points all season. And, and, and right, and the Steelers weren't getting up big in games, um, so teams were never having to abandon the run. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and that exactly like the Steelers only gave up two 300 yard passing games all season. One was in week one against New England, the other was against the Chargers, right? Because the Steelers were up 24 to nothing going into the fourth quarter, you know. So, because but you didn't get other than the Chargers game where they were up a bunch and they, you know, kind of let them back in a little bit. Um, because they weren't trying to give up the big play. We, I think we talked about that last week. We did. And and the Bengals game that they won twenty seven to three. All of their games were were really close, and there was never never a chance where teams needed to abandon the run. Which, unfortunately, the Steelers didn't always keep that same philosophy when games were close. As soon as they were down, all oh, we got to pass, 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 pass. Right. But uh, hopefully, we'll be moving forward from that. So, um. Very interesting that it's that that the run game is is what it is there. So uh Devin Bush did did help with that. 
I think some people are like, oh, well, he's some people say, oh, he should be a safety because he's too small to, against the run. No, I mean, he led the team in tackles. We, we talked um, about this a little bit last week, but you got to think about this. You know, you need the Devin Bush, the Ryan Shea's ears because teams are out there now with such speed and they, you see a lot of these guys, you know, teams making you try to play sideline to sideline. They make you have to have speed on defense. Um, so, so you need those guys like Bush that can cover that sideline to sideline. Yeah. yeah. Plays. Yeah. So. And I mean, was it, was it last year? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was last year. Oh, of course it was. Cause it was the only year he was with the Steelers is where they, they kind of were trying to cover for Shazier between Bostic and Fort where Fort was the guy that was the, the, the pass coverage guy and Bostic was the run run coverage guy. The problem is, you had to make sure you had the right guy on the field. And too many times they didn't. Right. For like when John Bosick was matched up on Keenan Allen on a third and was it third and four or something like that. That's because teams just looked at who he ran yeah. out there and then called plays yep. accordingly. Yeah. Yep. So that it's interesting. I there's a lot to look forward to with this defense. I know a lot of it depends on who they can keep and who they can retain. I see there's a, a lot of talk about who the Steelers are going to hold on to in the live chat and things with the salary cap. I was going to do a salary cap thing at one point, but Lance, when he did his salary cap thing, a couple, uh, not this past Friday, but the one, one before um, with, with Ian Whetstone, that was, that was fantastic. Once again, go back and check it out if you didn't get to hear that. So it doesn't mean that we won't ever talk about the cap here. We just might wait a little bit until we discuss it again and kind of see how things, things work out. So, just so you guys know, we got started a little bit later tonight. We wanted to make sure we could both be here for the show. Uh, we knew this topic was one that was that we could wouldn't have to go on and on and on about. We're, we're not we're not going to do the the two shows tonight, mainly because of when everything got started. We're going to do the one show, um, but we might be back to to doing the two shows next week because it it did seem to work pretty well next week. But at this time, unless you have anything else to cover, we'd like to take you know at least 10 minutes or so to answer any questions or any other kind of numbers or any kind of things that you all want to bring up in the live chat at this time, we can take the last part of the show to make sure that we do that. Um, a lot, like I say, a lot of salary cap stuff going on in there. Um, all right. So you, you haven't said it real quick while you get to looking at what questions come up. Hey, don't forget folks hop out there hit that like and subscribe button here on uh, on YouTube. We would appreciate that. Ah, uh, there we go. Get it Yeah, I, I got it up there. I got uh, the banner going. And also don't forget, since we put out there questions, the super chat feature, don't feel that you have to, but if you want to throw a couple bucks in the tip jar, as I like to call it, uh, that makes sure that your question gets up there and on the screen. All right, we got, we've got, we got back-to-back questions of the same thing from both Isaac, who uh, he was – Always got to remember Isaac. He's the one who, who who donated the Juju jersey for the contest um, that he wants to know about uh, TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year. Ryan asked the same thing. They they did a thing. If, if you saw it on Twitter, some people got confused about exactly what it was. Um, Fox Sports, I think it was, did a Defensive Player of the Year. Part of it was by voting uh, by fans, some by players. I'm not sure exactly how they did it. But uh, TJ Watt did win that. Um, but a lot of people don't put any stock in that. It it was kind of frustrating when I was watching the Pro Bowl when Booger McFarland was talking about Defensive Player of the Year candidates, and he didn't and mention T.J. Watt. Yeah, I thought that. But when he returned his touchdown, he's like, "That's a guy we did. I didn't talk about earlier that I should have." And he completely made up for it by talking about it after the fact that that he's he's right there in the discussion. I still thought I'm going to throw something out there. I know we got some other comments to get there. I'll answer the question. I don't think Watt wins. I don't, I don't because think why is that? Um, really, you want to make me answer that honestly? I can answer it honestly. Do you want to know he's why? A, he's a Steeler, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's 100 what I was going to say. They're they're probably going to give it to a player that made the playoffs. Yep, that's just what they do. That's just kind of how it goes, um, unfortunately. So it's not that he doesn't deserve it. He definitely is, should be a candidate for it, but I'm not saying that I expect that to happen. 
there was something else I was going to say about that, but now I, now I can't right, remember. Let it go. Move on. Oh, no, I was going to say when James Harrison had said that he would have given it to Stephon Gilmore, and people were like, oh, former Steelers not even going to say T.J. Watt. People forget that's who put him out of a job in Pittsburgh. Correct. So don't ever, don't ever forget that fact. So as good as James Harrison was, that's as much as it was. He's Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I understand he can't get over that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, real quick question about the running back situation. We've brought this up before. I've heard some people, I've got someone that keeps emailing me almost every day saying about, we need a running back in our first pick. I don't see it because especially if we, can't sign Dupree when other and other things that happen. I see other needs that are much higher. You know, if we can't sign Vanette, if we don't bring back Vance McDonald on his club option, tight ends, a big need. We have other needs that, that we don't have, like I said, the, the bruiser every down back, they would just have to do it differently. What do you think real quick? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, believe it or not, I'm, I'm not totally upset with the, with the stable of backs that we have. Um, I think, uh, we, uh, like you said, I think we could probably just utilize them a little better. Yep. I, I agree. Just, I mean, so, not better differently, differently. So yeah, I, although what, what was utilized them was their yes, utilization. utilized, you know, so, yeah. uh, know what you mean. yeah, uh, Jesse George said he was, so that's what I mean. Talking about some other things. He's like, we'd have to cut Baron Vance, Foster and Chicolo just to be able to tag, I'll, I'll say tag or offer the contract to Bud Dupree. Is it worth it? That's the big question that Lance Williams has asked himself um, and asked on several um, podcasts. Shout out to Lance. That is a really good question. It's a really good question. Is, is he worth that? Do you, want my, do you want my initial reaction to that question? Yes. My initial to that question is yes. He's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I look at the four that are listed there, mm-hmm. the only one that I would really n- not like to put out there would be Vance. Yeah. But so, so honestly, if you're asking me really my opinion there is it comes down to Vance or Dupree and I'm probably going with Dupree. Yeah, well, because Vance didn't – I mean, you could see his frustrations this year with the quarterbacks and his utilization. Um, I don't blame him there. The thing with Dupree is you also got to remember how much you want to pay for a one-year wonder. So I would like to see it more than that, more, more than what we've seen. It's really tough for that amount of money. Steeler fan 74, always kicking in good stuff. Uh, what would be the number to keep Vanette? I wish I knew. I have no idea what yeah, kind of – what he would take. We- you know, we keep bringing up and talking about, hey, may we keep him? May we keep him? I, I don't know what that number would be. I, I have no idea. So I would hope it would be something less than what it would cost, you know, with McDonald. You know, McDonald would give him about a five million sum savings. He's going to be on my list for the next article that I do. Um, so that's when I'll be looking at those numbers. Um Jerry Cherry Band, love you guys. Whole BTS family. Hey, thanks for tuning in, Jerry. We get you in here a good bit. Um, um, Double HH. Bose is a better national candidate for uh, Defensive Player of the Year, mainly because of how far his team went. I don't think he's going to get Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to get Rookie of the Defensive Rookie of the Year. year, And because of that, they're probably not even really thinking of him beyond that, although it could shock us. Who knows? Okay. Let's bring up X. I don't even try to do the rest of it. All right, X. Uh, do we draft defense to make a good defense elite or go for playmakers? I say let's look at best player available from position of need, and we will know better position of need going into April than what we do now. Yeah. I'm going to say I just don't know now because we don't know who we're going to resign or what we're going to do. If 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 Bud Dupree goes, do you think he had rusher? Maybe. But yeah, absolutely. And even if he doesn't, even if they keep him around for one year, you still might do that anyway, because you're like, okay, we'll keep you for one more year till we can develop one, uh, somebody else. And then 
them are going to turn around and pay TJ. So I got to bring it up because Wes asked, and I'm not probably not going to, I'm not going to have an answer for him. Um, He says, don't know if I can answer this. Maybe you can answer this, Rich. Do you know how much zone versus man was run against our quarterbacks this year? Because he heard analysts say young quarterbacks struggle in zone. I will say this, okay? I don't know how much of each, but in the ga- especially at the games I was at, because I find it so much easier to pick it out pre-snap when I'm live at the game, teams were switching constantly to try to confuse our young quarterbacks. Absolutely. And for I'll say part of that reason is, is because of where yours and my seats are, which I still yeah. love, which is what I call my coaching view. Because when I was a football coach and I was running the offense, where was I always standing? Right behind the huddle. So I always saw the end zone view. And you can tell these things when we're at these, these games. What I'm going to say is this, is several of the bad interceptions that the young quarterbacks had were against zone. where they saw a guy and they saw him going and they didn't see the other zone defender that could come over and make the pick. I can think of at least three interceptions that were like that, but that's a great question. That's a great question. But I, I think they played a decent bit of zone because yeah, they can struggle with the zone because yeah, because if it's man, unless there's help over the top, if he beats his man, you know, he's open. And that is tough for a young quarterback to, to figure out, but even more difficult is when teams can disguise it well. So that's exactly right. Um, It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Michael wants to know. Do you see the offensive output good enough to get 25 a game uh, with Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger? I'm going to say yes. Yes. Um, yes. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it just comes down to screw booger. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, uh, you, um, you know, someone could have a really good time going back and, and, and rewatching all those Monday night games and putting up the dumb boogerisms that came out this year. I'll be honest with you. I don't find myself listening to the commentators a lot. He was not he, as much as I think he, he was terrible. <laughs> he oh. said some really just mm-hmm. awful things all year. So, all right. so, so he went all Dan Deardorff on it, right? Just oh. constantly stating the obvious. That was a football play right there. No, we're watching soccer, Deardorff. What do you think? You know, of course it was a football play. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> he he Sorry. still irks me from years ago. Uh, um, that's kind of what he's like, yes. Yeah. Bring this one up. Is that Dimion? Dimion, right? I don't know if I said that right or not. I love butchering names as bad as Lance Williams does it. Um, wants to know about the division with three Heisman winners at quarterback, assuming that the Bengals will, are going to draft Joe Burrow, which I'm. I, everyone knows that that's what they're going to do. But you, you also didn't know that the uh, people didn't expect the Browns to take Baker Mayfield with first overall pick. So things, things change. change. Um, But but let's suppose this, this were to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there are three Heisman winners. Okay. Heisman winners do not scare me. No. You know what scares me? Future hall of fame quarterback. (laughs) Yes. Yes. How many Heisman winners? Which team has a future hall of fame quarterback? That would be for sure the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. So yeah. we don't know about those other guys yet. So yes. So to me, because I, I think of Heisman trophies back back in the day. Um, was it Charlie Ward? Went to the NBA, didn't even play in the NFL. 
Right. Um, who was oh, who? Who was the guy from Miami that I think got drafted in like the sixth round and never played? Oh, I had his name on the tip of my tongue. Was it? Was it? Was it, was was it Dorsey? Was it? Oh, might have been Gino Toretta. Is that one I'm thinking Uh-oh. of? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Heisman Trophy winners because their team was good there yeah. for a while and therefore they didn't really always pan out. So beware of the quarterback that only has one great year in college, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, um, that teams want to draft high. Still can't believe the Bears took him over both Watson and Mahomes when you think about it. So I don't see the Steelers need to look for their quarterback now especially with where they're picking and the things that they need to do. That's good. That's something they need to worry about once they get into their new CBA as well. So this is not the year for that, in my opinion. Although, you know, I haven't opposed these mock drafts where people are saying, Oh, the Steelers should take so-and-so. So So you you never know how it'll, how it'll pan out. If the right person falls in a lap, um, that, that, that could happen. All right, so I'm going to try to catch up a little bit and and just scan over some of the uh, the comments up because I just skipped. Um, yeah. So let's see if I can find it. I'm going to find just a couple more questions before we call the show here. Sorry if I had to skip over you um, because that's just the way it goes sometimes in the live chat. If you ever want to make sure it's there for sure, use the Super Chat feature. Um, so do, 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 do. do you see it? If you see a good one, let me know, bro. Because um, I'm just, let's see. I, honestly, right now there I'm scanning go. through looking for something. Ten with o- a question mark. I saw one with a question mark because yeah, I'm coming up from the bottom. Yep. 10 2 p.m. from Solarverse 6. Giving the stats? Yeah, that one. That one? Okay. Why not? Giving the stats and rings is James Harrison, a future Hall of Famer. Well, see, that's a, that's a good oh, question. That's a that's why I, you know? I saw it earlier and was just like, well, that's actually a tough one. I mean, yeah, he's he's got some. I mean, the, he was a defensive player of the year. Um, it took him a long time to get going because he was undrafted and all those other things. That's one of those that I'd still rather see some some of the players missing from the 70s go in before James Harrison. But I'm not saying he's not. I'm just not convinced that he is. Kind of like Heinz Ward. I mean, I would I have I would say I would even say Heinz Ward over James Harrison. Yeah. And I know that Ward is very borderlined against non the non-stealer base. So that's it's it's difficult. It, yeah, difficult. Yeah. So that was a that's a good question. I don't know. What anything in the live chat that they said? No, just he brought it up and that's a hard nobody, <laughs> nobody else really I didn't really see it. Well, here's the, one uh, where someone said he's uh, a Hall of Fame for sure. Um where yeah, I, I used to like watching his workout videos and stuff. Um I, I think he'll eventually be a ring of honor guy for the Pittsburgh for sure, for, for the Steelers. Um, granted that they I think things are Steeler fans are pretty upset with him and the way he got himself out of town. But I think people don't understand James Harrison was kind of promised. He also had that great year in Cincinnati. Yeah. So that's, that's (laughs) something you got to remember outside of Pittsburgh. He was not much. Um, the, The thing to remember there is he thought that he, he was, planning on having X amount of playing time and everything else. What people did not understand was nobody, nobody projected TJ Watts to be that NFL ready. We talk about NFL ready. We mentioned that before um, how very few players are NFL ready. Um, someone did bring it up in the live chat from that show that I didn't see it till after the show was over that they said Bosa this year was pretty NFL ready. Yeah. I would say he was NFL ready. He seemed, he seemed, um, one of the very few, but not everybody is always NFL ready right away. So, uh, very interesting. So I think with that one, that's a, yeah. Hey, someone I did, I, I did see someone that did say that, uh, Toretta was the right guy person. I was yeah, talking I saw about that too. So, and, and of course, a lot of people saying what I even did an article out there, um, LC Greenwood needs to be in the hall of fame. Um, I'm wondering if Donnie shell will even take his induction speech to even address that issue. Um, 
it's true. He he really needs to go. It's a shame that he won't he won't be around for it. But uh, man, oh man, was that guy something? Um, and I will never forget what was the commercial for uh, oh, uh, with with Burt Jones, a regular show and, and a Q and A show. We might it might be a little bit different of a show next week. It kind of depends on a couple things. But we have all of our shows still still coming out. We've got. Standard is the standard tomorrow night. We'll have the Steelers preview Thursday um, with uh, both nights. That'll be Jeff Hartman. He's one person I didn't give a shout out to yet out of all our other fellow podcasters. Who? Um, Jefferson Hartman. Um, so we, you'll have him and Lance tomorrow night with the standard of the standard. Myself, Brian, and Jeff Thursday night with the preview. Lance with, yeah, I said it Friday night. Burning question this week. I do think it's Brian Anthony Davis because him and I switched unless there's something else going on with the schedule. I do not know what the plan is for Sunday because it being Super Bowl Sunday. I will, uh, Jeff will have to make a decision what will be best for us there. And then we'll be right back into it with the regularly scheduled programs next Monday with the hangover, Tuesday with, um, with, we'll be back with Stat Geek. Make sure you have your notifications on because if there's something that special that comes up that we might end up being able to do another show or have another opportunity for something. Make sure you're ready to go so you can catch those things. We really like that. And I've got some people that are saying you were right. It was Miller Light. Yes. So, and thank you for agreeing with me. Miller Light commercial. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, once again, thanks for joining me as always, bro. And we'll just have to say in the words of Lance Williams, tune in, tell a friend and subscribe. We'll see you all next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.